Welcome back to Focus. I'm Ron Cisco. And today I wanted to talk about people who only hear what they want to hear. I'm guilty of that myself. I think a lot of people call it confirmation bias. It's, it's a normal way of going about things. You make an opinion about something and then you find the things that support your opinion. And it can go for politics, it can go for personal beliefs, it can go for religion. It's, it's totally normal, but it's something we need to be aware of. I'm not saying you need to stop doing it. I'm not saying that you're a terrible person for doing it. But what I am saying is that you need to be responsible about how you do it. One of the more important things that we do as humans is we've kind of found a way to exist with a difference of opinion. Now that isn't always the case, but sometimes you're capable of existing with someone who, who may have a completely different idea of what normal is or what life is or what appropriate is. You could be married to someone who politically is completely separate from what you have going on. You could be married to someone who hates the same movies you like. You could be best friends with someone who you couldn't go to the same concerts with. There's a certain amount of tolerance that we should really have for those differences in opinions, those beliefs, those idiosyncrasies. It's not appropriate to force everyone to have the same opinion, to like the same things. It's, it's, it's wrong. If you, if you watch movie reviews or music reviews, everything is spoken in absolutes. And I understand the idea of speaking in absolutes. I've taken improv classes. In improv, they tell you that speaking in absolutes creates a world. And that's what you're doing when you, do, when you speak in absolutes. You, you create a world. I believe this, and it's because these things are true. And anything else outside of that is wrong. This music is soulful. This music not makes me feel. This music is soulful. Makes me feel like it's soulful. And it's such a huge divide. And I understand the idea of taking ownership of your opinions, but enforcing your opinions on other people is where things become dangerous. That's where intolerance comes from. And that's what hearing what you want to hear creates. You, you listen to a world where no one else's opinions matter, where you twist other people's words to fit your own belief system. It creates a world of intolerance. And I'm not necessarily saying that everyone's opinions require some sort of respect. There are things that I don't respect. And I understand if you don't respect certain other opinions, but, but I think you need to really drill down what an opinion is versus what a fact is. Really think about that. Think about whether or not it matters. This movie was stupid. Okay. I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but that doesn't mean other people can't enjoy it. This movie was stupid to me. There's such a difference in that twist. But that doesn't create a world that just puts your, your drop in the bucket. It's dangerous to express your opinion today. Everyone's thoughts and opinions keep getting twisted and, and made to represent them as a whole person. And it's, it's, it's strange. We'll talk about this later, and I don't mean later in this podcast. I mean later in a different episode. But you can have idiosyncrasies. You can have a difference. You can have inconsistencies in your own personality, in the things that you like, in the things that you appreciate, and even in the things that you believe. It makes more sense to have a solid foundation 
but there's no reason that we need to hold you to it. And that's, that's the danger. No one should hold you to that. You shouldn't hold other people to things. Be responsible for yourself. One of the penalties of our latest political climate and, and the way things escalate in terms of social culture and, and our acceptance of other people is that conversation is turned into this crazy legal battle. We continuously listen to what, well, we're not even listening to what other people are saying, but we're, we're looking for keywords so that we can immediately rebuke that person for what they've said. We need to stay true to the spirit of what that person is saying. One of the problems that we recognize with our legal system is that so many loopholes exist and so many favoritisms exist towards certain people or certain beliefs or certain entities. And to hold other people responsible for those same concepts in regular conversation is so antithetical to, to what really supports a good, solid conversation. How are you supposed to have a civil disagreement with someone if all you're looking for is the ability to, to, to shut down their argument based on the one word they mispronounce? We need to be careful about those kinds of things. It's indicative to what I like to think of as bite culture. We, uh, we look for, for a, a small snippet of a conversation. We don't look for the entire conversation. We don't look for what the context of something is. And context is so important. And it's so unbelievable that we continuously ex dismiss context as a part of our relationships, our communication, our, our basis of, of disagreement. Context is the most important thing. To take something out of context or to force something into a different context beyond what the speaker intended is, is intellectually dishonest. When you do it to other people, you can only expect that it be done to you. And then at what point do you just give up because argument is a waste of your time? At what point do you stop expressing yourself? Because when you express yourself, someone will edit your intent and your opinion, your feelings, they're disregarded. I understand why we do it. It's easier to find a snippet, a, a, something to hold on to, a solid foundation, this, this, a bite of, of a conversation to say, this is a thing that, that I understand and it makes sense to me. It's a platitude, but it does not color an entire argument. I should probably explain that I'm a, I, I, I like guns. I enjoy shooting like as a, as a form of entertainment. It's actually kind of Zen for me. I know you might not, and that's fine. We can have that disagreement. But one of the things that really drives me crazy about the difference between the gun control lobby and the pro-gun lobby is there's no sense of compromise. I don't mean, I don't mean to make this political, but, but it just as an example, people who are for gun control, and I, I actually am for a reasonable amount of gun control, they just want safety. And I understand the need for safety. I personally understand that some people don't need guns in their life. We work under the assumption that all people are created equal. And it's a wonderful idea from a society standpoint. But the truth of the matter is some of us are imbalanced. 
Some of us are incapable of making responsible decisions, especially in regards to other people's lives. But the pro-gun lobby has wonderful marketing. I remember one especially that I hear is, I'd rather be uh, judged by 12 than carried by six. That's what it was. I'd rather be judged by 12 than, than carried by six. Which is, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying is, I would rather be responsible for my life, for my safety, than die and let the other person face the consequences. It's, some, it's a position I understand. But when you commit yourself to a platitude, instead of just explaining, I would rather be responsible for my safety than allow justice to play itself out after I've been dead. Instead of saying something like this, to, to hide behind a bite, you've taken away the intellectual portion of the conversation. You said, I have done all of the thinking that I intend on doing in this conversation. And the rest is for you to figure out. And how are you supposed to have some sort of discourse there? It's impossible. And to that end, most of us will misspeak. We'll attempt to say what we mean and say it the wrong way. And I think it's so important in those conversations to listen to what that person is saying, to try to understand the intent of what they're saying, to be honest, intellectually honest about what that person is attempting to say and to allow them to correct it, to allow them to apologize, especially, especially if they were being offensive unintentionally, but allow them to correct the spirit of their letter. There are certain limitations to that. I don't think racism has a place in this world. There are certainly some people who do. But to dismiss a human being based on the color of their skin or their country of origin or the language they speak or the religion they believe is so offensive to me as a human being that I can't, I can't understand it. I don't understand where you're coming from. I understand holding the prejudice. I don't understand dismissing a person. To that same end, I know that we as a society, especially in the United States, jump to calling other people Nazis constantly. I've been guilty of it during the Bush administration. I watched other people be guilty of it, the same people who complained about it during the Bush administration, be guilty of it in the Obama administration. And those same people who complained about it during the Obama administration are happy to do it during the Trump administration. Again, I don't mean that to be political. It's just an example. We spend so much time looking beyond the context of a conversation and into the exact words so we can do an in-depth comparison to make sure that we know exactly which Nazi we think you agree with. I like to call that conversation lawyering. And I think it's the worst thing you could possibly do. The biggest problem with us as a society is that we have, here you are, in this world, born where you were born, subject to the laws. And in order for you to understand the exact law that you may or may not have broken, or in what way you may be exempt from that law, you are required to hire someone. Because you could defend yourself, and you are guaranteed to lose. You are required to hire someone to do the research for you, to present the case correctly. Because 
the intent of your words is not what is examined in a courtroom. Why would we ever do that to each other in a conversation? I've done it. It's miserable. It makes everyone around you miserable. And everyone who's ever wanted to speak a word to you will become miserable. Don't do that. It's a simple rule. You need to apologize when you do something like that. I've tried to. I'm not always good about it. I try not to do it anymore. And to anyone I might have done that to, I'm sorry. I really am. The apology is the most important part. To say I'm sorry. To mean that you're sorry. To say that I have taken you as a person and dismissed you so that I could create an argument that I'm comfortable with. What have you done to that person? If someone doesn't understand how to be eloquent, if someone doesn't understand how to voice their own opinion, for you to say, because you're not as capable of voicing your opinion as I am, you are invalid. You owe that person an apology, and you better mean it. I generally, on this podcast, focus on positivity, but every once in a while I feel like we need to focus on, on a, uh, and I keep using the word focus, which is why we're here, to focus on something that makes you a better person. Not everything can be a positive experience. So many of the experiences that shape me as a human being are born of negative things, things that I've done to other people, things that have had done to me. I bring this up because, again, my message is usually one about positivity. But do we look at this as a negative action? To ask you to be intellectually honest with the people around you, is that such a negative thing? I think the difference between tone is one, I would ask you a question. One, I might suggest something. One, I would tell you that you are capable of those things. And in this case, it's a warning. And in that same way, I would ex expect you to hold me accountable when you feel like my words and my actions don't match. At this moment, I feel like they do. I feel like I've justified what I'm saying to you. Not that it normally needs justification, but to have a checks and balances system helps all of us be on target or at least be self-aware. There's nothing wrong with being a walking contradiction. You as a human being are a walking contradiction. The rules are different for you than what you expect from other people, for most of us. Sometimes our words and actions don't match. And I'm not saying it makes you a bad person when something like that happens, but what I am saying is you need to be deliberate when your words and actions don't match. You need to understand that there is a difference in intent. I need to know what the context of what your actions mean versus what you've already told me. And in that same way, I would also never punish you for it. It's not my job. I just need to know. And I need you to know. I need the, the understanding. The court system deals in punishment. I deal in my own life 
if you're an inconsistent person, I probably won't deal with you. I think most of us have those same rules. We look at people who have hurt us in the past and we say, maybe I forgive them, maybe I don't. It depends on what kind of person you are. And again, no judgment. But you'll earmark that person and say, this person may be a good person, but they've hurt me and I won't trust them. Trust is earned. Trust and respect. To be held accountable is to have a constant reminder that you need to earn the trust and the respect, or at least justify it. I make mistakes constantly. I think we all do, sometimes deliberately. Sometimes I hurt people's feelings on purpose, not for entertainment, but because I feel like an unedited message means more than one that's had all of the important parts removed. Do you feel like you can communicate with other people effectively? Do you feel like you're dishonest when you've tailored a message to someone to make sure that they're not hurt? It never feels like you're, you're saying what you need to say or what they need to hear. And sometimes it feels like you need to shout at that person and tell them, listen to me. You're not listening to me. You're only hearing what you want to hear. And so the important part of all of this to create the rule set is to make sure that what they're hearing is what we mean to say and that we don't spend all of our time only listening to what we want to hear. Thank you again for joining me. Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast. I want to thank my current Patreon supporters, Vigilante and Anastasia Baverhosen. Without your support, this couldn't happen. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can tweet me at at FocusByCisco or head to the website FocusByCisco.com or email me at Ron at FocusByCisco. We're available on Spotify, finally. Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts. If you decide to share this with somebody, I hope it's not because you think that they should hear it, but that it meant something to you. I'll see you when the plot requires it. But until next time, be excellent to each other.